People like you, organizations like Rave Check, I love you guys. You are clear for takeoff runway 21 left. Winds are calm. Stand by for the retrans on uniform. It's showtime. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Ramp Check Podcast. I know it's been a minute, but uh, there's been a lot of aviation stuff going on. And what was that, Ryan? I said we're back. Ryan says we're back. Aaron? Yes. It's Aaron <laughs> Rumfollow here. We're back. Uh, I'd be Tony Rumfollow, and that is... Yeah, you know this is Ryan. I said hello already. So, so yeah, as I mentioned, um, there's been a lot of aviation stuff going on, and we apologize to uh, all seven of our faithful listeners for uh, being away for a little while. But, uh, Aaron, you can kind of explain why we've been around or why we haven't been around, at least on the podcast. But if you've been following on our Instagram page, then uh, you'll know we've been a little bit busy. Yeah, and that's been very busy. And before Aaron... Uh, let's everyone know what we've been doing we just want to give a shout out to the listeners and to everyone following us because our following has been going up and we've been celebrating that a little bit yeah definitely i'm sure we've got more and more av geeks and people that just you know may like us because you know we're pretty badass right (laughs) <laughs> yeah, damn straight. Hell yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're just not about applying to the Av Geeks, although that's pretty much who we um, appeal to. <laughs> but because uh, right. we're yeah, well, most most of our content is aviation, and that's you know most most people that subscribe to uh, aviation and work the ramp or into airplanes, you know, stuff like that. That's who. That, I guess that's who really follows us mostly. Absolutely. But um, but yeah, we, we try to appeal to all types. Uh, for those of you that aren't av geeks and don't know much about the aviation industry, we're here for you as well. Kind of, you know, put it in layman's terms as, uh, as right. far as what aviation does and what it's all about. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Cool. So getting that out of the way, um, if you follow our Instagram page, which is at Ramcheck Global uh, or our Twitter, for that matter, you might uh, you might have noticed we've added a few uh, pictures over the last couple weeks, a, a few to say the least. <laughs> yeah, really. And yeah, it, we yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and we can thank Aaron because he's the uh, he's the staff uh, badass photographer on our Instagram page. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> well, then take it. Yeah, I, definitely. <laughs> photography. I mean, it's been a huge passion of mine, obviously, for, for decades. So, God, I'm getting old now that I can say decades. I've been doing something. Yep. That's nuts. Yeah, I got a, I got a, at least a decade, a decade and a half on both y'all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But nice. a- anyway, it, like you guys were saying, if you've been following our Instagram spe- feed specifically or, or Facebook or Twitter, um, uh, we were having some issues with um, our images going to Twitter and screwing up our Instagram account. So we haven't been posting a ton of stuff on Twitter, uh, but there's tons of stuff on Facebook and, and Instagram at, at our, you know, at ramp check global. But, uh, we took a couple trips down to, uh, Nevada, uh, down to Las Vegas and specifically Nellis air force base. 
which is uh, one of the most important uh, bases, actually, for the United States military, as far as air power is concerned. Oh, um, they yeah. develop a lot of um, combat tactics. Um, there's always all kinds of operations going on down there. Um, they specifically just completed um, an operation called Red Flag, and uh, it was Red Flag 19-1. It was the first Red Flag of the year. They usually host about three red flags a year. And um, what red flag is, um, it's a it's it's a military operation where um, a bunch of aircraft from different areas of the world all um, obviously we're not going to invite our enemies. <laughs> but, you know, China. <laughs> Although that would be more fun to watch. Um, yeah, <laughs> but um, um, so anyway, basically what it is, I'll I'll explain this is um, a bunch of military units coming together and they train and fight like um, like it's a real air to air combat mission, and they do several of these a day. Um, they do it at night, um, and it lasts about three weeks, so it's pretty intense. Um, all kinds of aircraft from different units around the world. Uh, uh, the Royal Air Force uh, from the UK brought some of their typhoons uh, to participate. Um, the Australians brought some of their legacy F-18 Hornets. Um, uh, with the United States Air Force, uh, Hill Air Force Base, which is one of our favorite uh, places to talk about and to Go visit. fast! Sorry. That's, that's right. The the 388 fighter wing and the 498 um and then there's a support squadron the fourth um you know they participated and, and flew several times um you know from what i hear we're still waiting to hear all the outcome of red flag but mm -hmm. um anyway the reason we go down and cover this because it's constant flying and you're constantly being being buzzed by you know, F-22s, F-35s, F-16s, uh, F-18s, Typhoons, uh, KC-135s. B-52. Uh, one day we even had a B-52. Um, A-10s, uh, A-4 Skyhawks. I mean, you you name it. It's really a cool operation. And it's fun to go witness and, and photograph. Um but, uh, but yeah, some of the other aircraft, you know, um, the F-22s from um, Joint Base Pearl Harbor Hickam uh, from Hawaii was actually there with some of their Raptors. Um, and then, of course, all the units that are based at Nellis Air Force Base. You got your aggressor squadrons, um, you know, and, and then also the contract uh, aggressors, which is uh, from Draken International. Um, they fly some cool aircraft, too. So um, just... Constant jet fuel being burned, and that's what's badass about it, and so fun about being down there covering. <clears throat> well, yeah, I, that, <laughs> you love to take pictures of airplanes. Um, <laughs> I mean, and the funny thing is, is even if Ramchat Global didn't even exist, Aaron probably would have gone down two or three times uh, and uh, taken pictures of the aircraft. But I have to ask you. I mean, okay, the F-35 and the F-22 are friggin' awesome to watch. Um, but I think my favorite aircraft flying 
was the Eurofighter Typhoon because I had never seen one in person before. Yeah, that was definitely that was definitely one of the highlights for me. I I I had no idea the the perspective you get when uh, Aaron got a cool shot, which you'll have to check out on the Instagram page of a typhoon flying with the Raptors in a formation. And it really makes you appreciate how large the Raptor actually is. But just the whole thing, um, I I would say the Typhoon was one of my favorites. But, man, I haven't seen an F-15 fly in a few years. <laughs> that and was as soon awesome. as I saw it, man, I just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, you know. It really is 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 hard not to love the F-15. It, the F-15 is so awesome. And it's it's so big. And it's so powerful. And when it makes its presence, especially um, um, on departure, and, and specifically if you guys, um, for those of you that have been to Nellis and have seen aircraft take off and depart, there's there's a specific departure called the flex departure. And what that means is basically they take off um, on runway three, and on three left, and they, base, they, they haul ass, until they get about, I don't know where the motor speedway is, which is just a little bit to the what northwest mm-hmm. of the field, roughly. Um, mm, and yeah. then they break left hard right over you, and they are hauling ass by that point. Well, and the and coolest so thing too coolest is they're so close that when they make yeah. that turn, you can actually see them flex in the cockpit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You, really <laughs> you know, and, and you another... really can. I mean, you you can see their, you know, all their paperwork wrapped to their their uh, legs. You can see the their hands on the either on the stick or the throttle. And I mean, it's it's so badass. It's really. Yeah, it was actually is my first red flag, and it was a you know from my perspective, it was a. Uh, you know, it. I'm I'm always odd at any air show I go to or anything. You are that pretty I, odd. I've <laughs> seen odd a w e as in awe um, at uh, the the site and just the sounds and just it. I I don't even know how to really put it into words except for you feel an an extreme sense of pride and proud to be mem or a member. <laughs> <laughs> a member of the human race. That's right. That's right. Just we know proud that to be a part of this country and its military and the work that goes into it and the technology that exists. It just makes you feel really proud to be an American and to see everything. But not only to be an American, but also see these other countries come and participate. And, um, you know, just... Yeah, these a- allies and, and that we train together. And if there ever is some kind of a conflict where we have to help defend an ally or the allies have to come help defend the United States, that they actually know how to uh, fight and combat together. Yeah. Um, I, so, you know, cool. the, you know, and it, it's like a full on combat scenario and it's air to air combat and also um, a little bit of air to ground because they they try to stage the um, like surface to air missiles. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they they basically make it as realistic as possible. Wouldn't it be Wouldn't it be awesome to just be on a mountaintop next to the range and watch all this stuff unfold? <clears throat> oh, I know, and you know it's crazy with with the stealth aircraft like the F thirty fives and the F twenty twos. God, I just 
I can't imagine that they ever really visually see the enemy um, right. uh, in, a, in a normal engagement. I mean, I would say my guess is they have plenty of engagements where they're like, okay, well, if this scenario happens and you are now, you know, engaged in a, in a visual dogfight, um, you know, here's what you have to do. And, and uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure that goes on all the time. And, where and do like you those go? Ty- those typhoons in a visual dogfight, those things are maneuverable like crazy. And same with the Raptors. And, and I'm telling you what, the F-35 is showing and proving that it, that, that thing is maneuverable too. Because if you guys haven't checked out some of the F-35 demo practice footage from uh, Luke Air Force Base, that's being posted. I mean, that thing can perform. Well, I mean, it, it's badass. The, one of the cool things about the F-35 is, all right, let's admit it, that the F-35 is not the sexiest looking aircraft in the sky. Now, don't get me wrong. It's, it's completely badass looking. But if you look at its curves and the actual shape, you're like... How the hell does this thing fly? <laughs> and so, and, and it's just, it's neat to see how maneuverable it is. And it's super impressive. But if you look at that next to the F-22 Raptor, that Raptor is one badass looking biatch in the air. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, I know. it's sexy looking. It's got these awesome curves. It's massive, but it looks a hell of a lot more aerodynamic than the F-35 does. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I mean, you know, the F-22, I mean, it was specifically designed just for air-to-air combat. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. You know, there, there, there's pros and cons for both both aircraft on the, you know, but uh, yeah. Well, of course. I mean, the F-35 has a much longer range. It can hold more weapons. Um, it has, you know, your, your twin engine, thrust vectoring. Um, and the thing that's so awesome about the Raptor 2 when you look at it, is the vertical tails are like massive. They're huge. And so you just know that thing is designed for maneuverability. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I mean, they are huge. If you really have never just looked at the horizontal or the vertical tail, I mean, the horizontal ones are big too, but you know, the vertical tails. Mm-hmm. God, it's it's massive. It, it, it is. Really is. And for those of you who have never seen an F-22 Raptor demonstration, go on YouTube, look. I mean, if you can if you can see one happen in person, that's amazing. But check it out. Yeah. And you're, you're not going to believe how maneuverable this thing is. And it's just, oh, I, I can't. Yeah, and the, the gold cockpit, the air, too. Yeah. The air show season just starting. And so, you know get out there, go to the air shows, go support your local businesses and, and local air bases and airports. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Raptor has a bunch of demos on its schedule. The F-35 does. Um, a lot of these aircraft do the, the F-16, um, right. the F-18, the Super Hornets. That's another aircraft we hadn't even mentioned yet is the Growlers that were there in the Super Hornets. Yeah, why don't, right. why don't we just, um, for the listeners, why don't we just name everything that we saw? I mean, I know we named a handful of them, but um, okay, just so, so someone I, can get an idea if they go I to Red Flag. Everything that, uh, that I photographed there, if you guys want to hear. Yeah, no, let's um, go for it. I think people that are interested in seeing this, you know, realize too, besides Red Flag, Nellis was also continuing their normal 
training operations which Mm -hmm. also made it very special and the thing that i thought was cool is once we saw the kc-135s or the the airbus century tankers take off and the awacs we knew they were yeah the century was the awac oh the awac century that's right and then the the, um century that's right and then there you go as soon as you saw those take off you knew the operation was about to begin and it was like oh here he goes (laughs) I know. Could have played like the Top Gun theme in between right. the, you know, the KC 135s and the AWACS leaving, and you know, before the aggressors took off. And yeah, no doubt. So, so here's here's a list. Okay, so um, it's in no particular order of how much or whatever. But um, so um, the F 16C, um, the A four Skyhawk, um. And then an aircraft that looks like an L-39, it's actually called an L-159. It's kind of like the higher performance, um, you know, latest version of that, that mm-hmm. L-39 aircraft. Like it's it actually mattered. called the L-159. <laughs> um, that, that was flown by Drake International. That's the contract aggressors that the military uses. Mm-hmm. Um, F-35A models, uh, F-22As, um, fa-18 um e-model super hornets um the um um typhoon eurofighter typhoon Mm -hmm. the fdr4 uh we did see a b-52h fly one day um the um fa-18a models uh that was the uh the legacy hornets from the um, aussies from uh yeah the aussies the ones from down Um, down yeah the EA-18G Growlers, those those guys were awesome. Uh, the uh, E3A Wax, we saw a few different models of those. We saw the the uh, U.S. Air Force uh, E3B, which is which is really cool because it has the old uh, low bypass turbojet engines on it mm-hmm. or turbofan. Um, that's cool. And then the E3D A Wax, uh, which was from um, um, the UK, brought that over. Oh, cool. Um, and that that was cool to see. I don't know, Tony. Did you ever see that one? Because I know Ryan and I saw that. No, I, I don't know. I, don't, I, don't I know just um, well, it depends because what day was it? Because was it the first week you were there, or was it the second? Oh man, you know, I I don't I don't remember. I know it flew every day the first week we were there. Mm-hmm. Um, the second week that we were there, it didn't fly every day. I'm trying to remember. Um, anyway, um, and th- and then we saw the uh, KC-135R model, which which was cool, and from mm-hmm. two different bases, right? Uh, M- McDill Air Force Base out of Florida and McConnell right. out of Kansas, and and, and cool let me just McCon- McConnell is the first base that got the new uh, KC-46A Pegasus, the the new um, tanker for the Air Force based on the Boeing 767. Right, and that'll be cool um, to see that thing fly. I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, that will be cool. Um, so basically, we, we did see a, um, um, a C-130J model. We also saw a bunch of MH-60s um, and HH-60s. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw A-10s. Mm-hmm. Um, the A-10s didn't participate in Red Flag, but they're, they're always doing, um, you know, 
combat training out there. Right. Well, and, and speaking of um, non-red flag operations, uh, again, if you go to our Insta page, at Ramp Check Global, uh, we put some really cool shots of some of the air, uh, red flag aircraft flying uh, in the pattern at the same time at, or at the same time as the U.S. Yeah. Air Force Thunderbirds. That right. was badass. The Thunderbirds yeah, were practicing that, that too, yeah. That was really cool. The Thunderbirds, uh, um, and then the last few aircraft that, that we saw was the uh, F-15. Uh, we saw the C model, um, I believe a D model, and then also the F-15E Strike Eagles. That. Um, <laughs> So I mean, yeah, yeah I saw we those. saw a little bit of everything. Oh, it don't was, don't forget the C twelve, brother. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, that little twin engine we saw. We saw them flying. Uh, we also saw an Airbus A380. Oh, oh yeah, way yeah. A couple of those flying yeah, way overhead with Aaron's big <laughs> lens. <laughs> I want right. to let me uh, let me get back to the Thunderbirds really quick because you know if you go to air shows and you get to see the Thunderbirds fly, um, you know first off don't ever miss an opportunity to see the Thunderbirds or the Blue Angels. But the unique thing about being down there when we were and seeing Red Flag is when the Thunderbirds are performing during an air show, all the other flying stops. And being able to see the Thunderbirds fly in the pattern at the same time with with an F-22 or I can't remember the photo that you have up there, Aaron. Did that? Was yeah, that, it's an F-22 uh, and, and Thunderbird number four yes. specifically. And I'm sure that's the one you're talking about. It's just, just amazing to see them up there flying together because, yeah, you'll see an F-22 up there with uh, maybe an F-16, a P-51, uh you know, maybe even a T six. You know, during a legacy flight, but to see an an Air Force Thunderbird F sixteen up there at the same time uh, with an F twenty two Raptor and F thirty five, it's a it's a sight to behold, and uh, it, it definitely yeah. brings out the aviation nerd in me to oh, yeah. uh, to see yeah, that. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, that spot, um, if you're looking for one of the best spots to spot um (laughs) it's it's that strip it's it's actually las vegas boulevard and like aaron said it's actually just like northeast uh northeast of the field it's right by the las vegas motor speedway and uh, you you can't you can't find a, a better vantage point than that it's absolutely amazing and there were so many other spotters that were there um we actually got to talk to a few and and uh, well, should we just should we just go ahead and play that audio real quick? Yeah, la- last aircraft though, I wanted to make sure that I mentioned on this list was that we had already talked about it real quick, but was the Airbus A330 a Voyager tanker Voyager yeah. for the UK? Yeah. But anyway, okay, that was right, cool to see as well. Sure yeah, hey, that. and before we play this, I just you know let's just hurry and say hi to these guys. Um, they ended up checking us out and listening to the podcast. It was really fun. Um, experiencing all of this and just having people who are into it just like we were coming over hanging out you know it's just like being part of the club like oh we got some raptors on the runway and everyone turns and looks and gets their cameras uh, you know except for me because I was freezing my ass off but these guys that are <laughs> yeah. photographers or troopers the spotters I mean 
you know, Aaron's out there the whole time taking pictures. I had to sometimes just stay in the car and keep warm. But anyway, just want to say hi to everyone. It's cool for the people that were there. If you're listening, it was cool to meet you. And uh, anyway, I just wanted to say that before we played it. Yeah, the the aircraft spotters. It's kind of a kind of like a brotherhood. There's like this unspoken, yeah. you know, yeah. code between them. You know, don't park there. Don't block this person we, here. Don't distract while the flying's going okay. on. Okay idea right here on the podcast yes let's create a squadron patch for plane spotters yeah that's a good wouldn't idea. that be cool i yes. think that would be cool and just hand them out whenever you see people's uh plane spotting and that's yeah. all over instagram plane spotters so anyway and also <laughs> do us a favor uh, because you know now Nellis and Nellis Air Force Base in Las Vegas and Hill Air Force Base in Ogden, Utah, I mean are, are two of the closest Air Force bases to us, and and you know we've we've taken photos obviously at both air bases, also at Salt Lake International Airport. But if you know of some pretty killer. Uh, spotting locations and and obviously there's the legendary spotting location at the in and out burger at LAX airport <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah but if you that know some sweet also another place that we need to go that yeah we haven't yet is um, uh, Star Wars Canyon out there in California right oh that my be a cool one God, yeah yes we need to yeah, definitely. we'll have to hit that sometime here for sure but uh, uh, comment on our Twitter, Twitter or our Instagram page, uh, and let us know where some of your favorite uh, aircraft spotting locations are, and uh, we'll come check it out. Maybe we'll hand you out one of the squadron uh, patches as well, yeah. or a sticker. Yeah, and we we got stickers we're handing out already. That's right. Other stuff. So. All right. Well, let's hear from these guys. So it's a Ramp Check podcast. We are just north of Nellis Air Force Base in Las Las Vegas, Nevada. And uh, wow, a lot of a uh, lot of aircraft departing. It's been a pretty fun day. A lot of spotters uh, all up and down the highway here. And uh, with us, we've got a couple of spotters that we just met, uh, exchanged a few Ramp Check podcast stickers with. And uh, what's your name, sir? Hi, I'm John. John and Matt. And Matt. Matt, you're not from around these parts, are Denver. you? Denver. Oh, it's the Denver accent. It threw me off. Okay. Um, I already lived in Denver for a little bit. I did. I didn't yes. know. I had to pick up the accent. Right. <laughs> um, so, so how are you guys doing? Are you guys enjoying this? It's a good deal. We always enjoy it. Yeah, and do you guys know each other? No, no. No? No, I met today. Oh, okay. So just kind of the, the spotter yeah. fraternity. We're red flag buddies. Red flag buddies. Red flag buddies. I, I like that, yeah. So, um... Uh, what? How long have you guys been out here today? Since about seven this morning. Uh-huh. And have you been out here what all three days so no, far? Just today, just today, just today. Yeah. So well, that's cool. Um, what got you into spotting? Aircraft spotting. <laughs> I don't know. Something to do. <laughs> Something to do. When I was young. Yeah. Falling down with yeah. Do you do you have any aviation experience at all? Or oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. What British you... Airways, Pan Am, United. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, Pilots? No, no, all on the ground. All on the ground? Yeah. That's good. That's just like us. That's we us. Have yeah. tons of ground. Yeah, exactly. All right, now it's your turn. What about uh, you, aircraft military experience? No, none right now, but uh, I've been doing this since I was about 13 years old. Went to an air show at Edwards Air Force Base back in the 60s. And oh, wow. Nice. Been, been going ever since. This is right there. <laughs> <laughs> 65, but who counts? <laughs> yeah, with Pan Am. 
So uh, you didn't. <laughs> so Edwards Air Force Base back in the '60s. So what type of aircraft were you seeing back then? All of them. You name it. I mean, Matt and I were talking about it. The Air Force usually had about seven or eight frontline fighters, plus all the reserve and the Air National Guard. Mm -hmm. wow. The Navy had F-8s, uh, A-3s, A-4s, A-6s, A-5s. I mean, there'd be they used to line them up just on each side of the ramp, and it was almost a mile long on both sides. B-52s. Wow. I mean, you had to be there to believe it. I, which, which was awesome to see a B-52 depart today. That exactly. was a treat. This is yes. the first exactly. day this week that, that, you know, there's been two on the ramp all week. But finally, we got to see one. Yep. That was good. Wow, that's that's crazy. The buff is always a treat. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> I love watching those things take off and land. Um, so do either of you guys publish... Uh, any of your photos you just do it for yourself it's yeah. just a love for aviation yeah pretty much yeah yeah pretty much that's it yeah yeah anything else you want to add can't be standing at the end of a runway can you <laughs> you know what there's not much better actually um, <laughs> nicest people yeah, it, yeah you cool. definitely do and uh especially when they're flying oh yeah, yeah. especially when they're flying <laughs> yes <laughs> so how, how many red flags have either one of you uh been to 20. Oh, wow. 20? 25. Quite I don't a know. Few. Wow. Like and how many air shows do you think you've been to? Oh, I don't know. Maybe 100 or so. Yeah. A couple of 100. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. That's pretty awesome. How about you? I've been to, I think, about 10 or 12 red flags, but total I've been to about 512. This is 512. I number mine. Wow. I've not that he's counting. No, no I actually, I have yet. been. I've, I've been counting since 1967. <laughs> wow, thanks. Wow, the year I was born. You dated yourself. Oh, I just dated myself. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> I already dated you know, I think. You know what I think is cool about this is, um, is it's almost like being at an air show without having to deal with the billion people that are there on the ramp. You don't have to stand in line for half an hour to get a hot dog either. Yeah. Or to get on or off base. Very, then there's that. Yeah. I was stuck on the uh, dry lake bed at Edwards Air Force Base for four hours after an air show, so I can relate to that. Oh, nice. yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, um, how you doing, sir? Good. That's good. You're good. What's your name? Colin, you want to be on our podcast real quick? All right, Colin. Come and say hi real quick. <laughs> Colin's not from these parts either. Where are you from, Colin? Savannah, Georgia. Yes. See? He's got the Georgia accent. <laughs> <laughs> I know you. Man. The Denver and oh, Georgia. That's all I said. I haven't seen you for ages. Hey, you didn't have so much gray hair then. No, I know. I have hair as well. I know. I've that. So now it's the old boys club. That's right. Yeah. Kind of feel left out now. for a podcast. Yeah, well, excellent. Good plan. Yeah. Well, thank you, you guys. Appreciate it. I guess they're getting ready to recover the aircraft here not too long from now. And I know you guys are going to relocate probably. So we'll let you go. And, um... Yeah, thanks yeah. for being on the podcast. Thanks for having us. <laughs> All right, so just uh, just a cool. Oh, hi, um, Donovan Mitchell just tweeted to me. Oh, wait, no, that wasn't oh, to me. God. That was to everybody else. But um, oh, yeah. yeah, it was just cool to kind of interact with this uh, this brotherhood of aircraft spotters. Um, 
Uh, really cool guys, and uh, good luck I'm to sure you out we'll there. See a bunch of them again in the near future. Absolutely, and thanks once again for liking our photos and following us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, any opportunity that we can, we're going to give you a follow back as well. Um, but uh, so on to the next. Aaron, cool. What yeah. you got? What well, do we, got next? we might as we might as well just kind of keep it military right now, just okay. because we're talking all that. But um, and this has to do with the uh, the F-16s. You know, the Viper is what the F-16 is nicknamed. I mean, it's the Fighting Falcon officially, but the Viper is what all the pilots uh, call it. But uh, mm-hmm. but anyway, this was kind of kind of a weird little shakeup week uh, in the Air Force, uh, especially with the new marvel movie coming out captain marvel with the first marvel uh female lead uh movie character i can't wait to Um, see that yeah it looks it looks badass as a matter of fact they filmed all those scenes at nellis air base with her on the ramp and and all that so that's kind of cool ties that all and of course Um, uh a quick mention to uh the thunderbird pilot that we lost last year uh, he yep. was the consultant, uh, or the, right. at least the Air and Force we, aviation consultant to the movie which as we well. we did talk about that in a, yep. a former podcast. Yes, we did. Yeah, his call sign was Cajun, right? That's yep. right, it was Cajun. We haven't mentioned in a while, but yeah, so... Godspeed. Anyway, um, but anyway, the, um, the Air Force actually... Um, the first female Viper demo team pilot was relieved of command after only two weeks. Um... Which which was kind of kind of shocking to people, uh, especially since they were really making a big deal about it. it's the first mm-hmm. female um, F sixteen demo pilot ever, and uh, all of a sudden you know psh, that's gone, and you know I mean right. you really don't know because public affairs and every you know they're not going to really say why, and I don't mm-hmm. know if we'll all really understand or know the reason why holding on um, too tight i've lost the edge <laughs> yeah she's lost the edge but um it's uh captain uh, zoe cotton and mm-hmm. um her call sign was sis and uh which you know is understandable it's like your sis up there fighting with you but um you know it's just it's just too bad because you know i mean one of the things you hate to to see or hear is when something like this happens everybody always goes that stupid like uh you know sexist route or that ridiculous you know ignorant you know oh well you know somebody probably wanted to try to sleep with her and she was like no or she, you know it's like <sighs> yeah for god's sakes like why do we have to go there well obviously there was something there about her command that her superior didn't like and you know he relieved her of duty there she's not kicked out of the air force she's not you know, not a pilot anymore or anything like that. She just was relieved of commanding the demo. Right. And it could be a number of things. Um, right. You yeah. know, it has nothing to do with she's a goddamn female or something like that. I mean, there are so many female pilots and females in the military that do their job probably better than a lot of the men. Well, and there's, um, uh, there's a female that's uh, part of the Thunderbird team this year. 
as well. Exactly. So, well, yeah, exactly. and there was so a, a female Thunderbird pilot for a number of years right. also in the yeah. past. Yeah. So well, it, it has nothing to do with gender, and and I'm doesn't. sorry. Let me let me just get this out right now because our right, sister our sister took exception to um, the approach that some of the comments went. Uh, yeah. I know when we posted this story, and I don't blame her because there are lots of very strong females, not just in aviation but worldwide whatsoever, aside from Hillary Clinton. Um, that uh, <laughs> I have a lot of respect for <laughs> and well hillary but, clinton was never military she was all civilian no i know i'm just even have to talk about right, it, right i'm just i'm just saying but uh when when you guys see some stories it's okay to post something that that might be funny but just don't make it derogatory and for god's sake don't be an asshole would you <laughs> i mean all right just because well, hey, the hey, internet hey, allows you to be anonymous hey. and you can say blah blah just don't be a dick <laughs> Yeah. So. I mean, let if they want to say something like that, let them. It just exposes how ridiculous it is. Yeah, yeah that's true. So, I, I mean... Just don't be a dick. Well, yeah, and we don't... We, here's the thing. We don't... We don't want people to feel like they don't have an opinion, but when they directly start going to that, I I agree with Lisa. It is annoying because right. there's one thing I want to be clear about in this and talking about this, and that is it was just an aviation story. That's what we're about. We just yes. So when we right. post it, right. I think a few people may have gotten the wrong idea that we're like, oh look, this is a woman and she lost her command. No, it was just a story. Like it's like any yeah, other story we talk about. It wasn't like mm-hmm. we were sharing it because we thought anything one way or the other. I mean, we were just sharing a story that happened. Look, you, look, you this is saying? a like, yes. It's, it's so it's just kind of this story was a newth worthy. <laughs> farley, farley, hey, farley, farley. Hey, Donovan, um, want them not? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Inside joke. Um, No, this was a newsworthy story regardless. Regardless of the race, gender, whoever this pilot was. This was a newsworthy story because the Air Force relieved this certain individual of command. So, So exactly. Yeah, so basically it it was news. And uh, it's very easy to speculate what could have or might have happened. But uh, Mm -hmm. it was too bad to hear. But yeah, and, yeah, and, and another just little interesting side note is the the twentieth um, fighter wing, which is what's in charge of the team. Oh. Um, they're actually based at Shaw Air Force Base, South uh-huh. Carolina, and mm-hmm. Shaw Air Force Base was one of the units that participated in Red Flag eighteen one. Oh, it was. So Very cool. Yeah. Well, and and this pilot could have uh, very well been a part of Red Flag. Because because being, like, uh, in charge of a demo team, it's just, it's a temporary duty assignment, and you still have your regular duties that you're going to perform your responsibilities, yeah. uh, just like... Yeah, she wouldn't, have been, she wouldn't have been at this red flag, but maybe in the past. Sure. Okay. Yeah, definitely. All right. yeah. But just like the Air Force, this is a temporary assignment for these pilots. And yeah. Anyway, exactly. they're, they're combat ready, and if the mission calls for them, they... They take off the the blue flight uh, the flight suits and they put on the olive drab or whatever that color is and they go and they 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 do their thing. Yeah, they go do their thing. So. That's right. That's right. So so anyway. Um, okay. Well, uh, we wish, one more. You know, 
one more kind of sort of military uh, related story. So apparently uh, everybody knows the Top Gun 2 sequel is being filmed right now. And um, a lot of that uh, has been on the USS, uh, I believe it's on the Roosevelt. Is that correct? Right, right now, I think it is. They're doing some stuff on the Roosevelt. Doing some stuff on the Roosevelt, and some some accusations came out that uh, Tom Cruise was disrespecting the crew members uh, aboard I the know, USS I, Theodore I, I Roosevelt. Too, and I was so pissed because I knew that couldn't. Right. I mean, so so I guess the sailors received some guidance uh, from the military. Um, that they may be misinterpreted that told sailors not to approach the actors while filming and not to use the cell phones on the set. So, you know, somebody got their ruffle, their the ruffles feathered, their feathers ruffled. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I guess maybe you need Hell. to I guess human let me have torch was denied that. a bank loan. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> you need to warm up a little more. How now, brown cow? How oh, now, brown cow? Okay, sorry. Gosh. Continue. Yeah, no, no, and- it's 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 true. And, and the funny thing is, is um, the uh, the Navy actually came out with an official statement after this, after the accusation came out, and uh, and they said Tom Cruise is gracious and professional during filming to all the sailors. Mm-hmm. Um, and and even before the filming even happened, um, they had an all hands on deck uh, call on Friday, where Cruz actually took the microphone and personally thanked the crew um, on por- on board the uh, the Roosevelt uh, for their support of the film. Um, so it's like it's just somebody, you know. I mean, we love all of our sailors, but for Christ's sake, every once in a while, you're going to get that freaking jackass that needs some attention or something to be like oh tom you know they're jealous of tom cruise right and the story says or you just never know what it is but it's like look we've all worked the ramp we've all been slighted by actual um you know actual incidents where we've been slighted by celebrities and stuff and tiger woods those guys will always go down (laughs) as being pricks but for, for crying out loud when when you're told by a superior hey don't go for autographs don't take pictures don't like that's not the typically that's not the actor saying that that's the production crew it's you know they need to focus they have a short amount of time like on that carrier well basically what they told them they told them was is don't don't bother them while they're filming and the allegations that Cruz mistreated these service members actually started on Reddit, which, oh, wait, we know it's true. There's a reliable source. Oh, yeah, there, there's some <laughs> oh, credibility. And, and on the anti-Scientology website. Oh, of <laughs> so, course. Of course. But uh, so this guy said that at some point uh, his accusations was that Tom Cruise said, do not look at me, do not touch me. Oh, I know, and that's such a... Right. So first off, if I was going to tell somebody not to look at me and not to touch me, I would have said, don't look at me. Don't touch me. (laughs) Instead of, do not look at me. Do not touch me. Well, if someone touched me, I'd probably say, don't touch me. (laughs) God, they ever think about that? Right. Well, it's just, it's, I'm, you know, I'm sure that it's just a bunch of bullshit. I, I don't. Just another I, I someone trying Tom to Cruise get. I don't think is that stupid to be such an arrogant son of a bitch like that. To, nope. To the right. actual people he's trying to represent. Well, uh, in exactly. That, in that movie. Yeah. So, 
that was I don't kinda... buy it one bit. And, you know, a side note for that, they actually hoisted um, an F-14 Tomcat on the Roosevelt that they're using for part of the filming. And, and it looks like in the movie that um, the aircraft, you know, however Tom Cruise and, and his Rio get the aircraft, I don't know. There's all kinds of speculation. Uh-huh. There's all kinds of stuff going on in this movie where everybody's trying to put two and two together. But, but yeah, it looks like they actually crash land or, you know, land an F-14 on the Roosevelt. Oh, wow. That's so, cool. so then what you're saying is there's going to be time travel in Top Gun 2. <laughs> no, you watch too many Marvel it's movies. I'm, I'm telling you. Countdown. I'm, I'm telling you. Thanos no, has a part it, in this I movie. what it is, is it's kind of like a situation where I, I don't know what the, the backstory would be, but, you know, a country like Iran who still flies F-14 Tomcats, mm-hmm. maybe Tom Cruise, you know, Maverick and, and whoever's with them is supposed to be Goose's son or whatever. Well, they probably steal an F-14. It's probably like a, a Firefox situation, and they take, they take the F-14 and bring it back. But, um... Sounds interesting. Looks interesting. Yeah, trying to can't wait. steal one for the air show circuit. Oh, that so okay. So speaking of time travel, <laughs> I've been dying You're to play a, that. Such a nerd. <laughs> no, you guys remember the Jetsons? Oh um, yes. Okay, so so due to copyright you know infringement or the potential thereof uh we can't really play the jetsons theme song so um so for those for all of you that are listening we're going to give you a second i want you to uh go ahead and uh find uh, it's on youtube the jetsons theme find that and uh play this in the background while we read this next story okay go ahead all right you got it (laughs) Everybody got it? You guys with me now? Okay, I'm going to do this one more time. Dude. (laughs) What? (laughs) Sounds like the noise you make when you run into the bathroom. So do you guys guys have any idea why I played that, by by the way? I have no idea. And I'm talking about the Jetsons. Who knows? When when you start taking forks in the road, who the fuck knows where you're going to (laughs) go? No, so when you think of the Jetsons, what do you think of? And not his boy Elroy. Space, space travel, uh, robots. Fly, a um, flying vehicle? Flying cars. Oh. Remember? Everyone thought that, you know, that okay. anyway. So did you guys see this uh, from Boeing? That they're getting ready to test uh, test out one of their flying cars. And by the way, I didn't know this. There's all kinds of manufacturers that are getting in on this. Boeing, yeah, Airbus, they're, they're Toyota, basically. Volkswagen. Yeah, what? yeah. They're they're basically just huge glorified drones, uh, quadcopter drones. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. That you control from within a, a cockpit. Right. Know? So why would they call it a flying car then? I don't know. Maybe this one can drive around too. Well, I know one of them. Well, no, that was a real question. I wasn't being rhetorical or anything. I'm just because oh, your real oh, answer. I thought you. are Yeah. So, in, according to investors.com or Investors Business Daily, is uh, where we got this. Um, so there is going to be one that I guess can drive around and then fly, but. 
They're predicting <laughs> flying car. Right, exactly. <laughs> but the other ones are like Aaron said, they look like it's just a big four rotor drone, you know, or or yeah. a helicopter, but they're going to be electric, so they'll be more fuel efficient, they'll be more quiet, apparently more uh practical, but they're saying that by I think like by like 2023 uh, they're betting that the flying taxi business is going to be like a five billion dollar market. Do you guys agree with that? God, I you know I don't know. I, I think that the safety issues are too big, and I I don't know, man. I I mean, it it takes a lot to actually like become a pilot, mm-hmm. and if you're running around hauling people around like a taxi. You know, or like Uber of the sky. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but there's no way in hell I'd want my Uber driver flying me anywhere. Well, <laughs> in my last Uber experience I have in Va- in Las Vegas, yeah, no, I don't blame you. <laughs> I, yeah. I just, I, I don't, don't know. see it I don't either. Know if I, buy it. I, I think, I think that that is still a pipe dream. I, I think, you know, I mean, you remember, you know, reading back in like Popular Mechanics you know past issues you know Mm -hmm. from like the 50s and 60s you know you know flying this and flying that and you know some of it's come true but well what about howard stark's flying car that never came true yeah no i i just i don't know i i don't i don't see it i could be wrong um well it's funny that it's funny that you would mention uber because uh, Uber is actually getting in on this, and they're looking at multiple vehicle concepts with several partners, including Bell, who, of course, makes helicopters. But yeah. um, they see Uber Air flying taxis of having a range of about 60 miles. And they're talking about, like, that they're they're aiming to begin service, including Los Angeles, by 2023. That's four years from now. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. How, I, I here's think the it's going to go down the road of like self-driving cars, where it sounds cool, but you know, every other week you hear of one killing somebody because it yeah, runs you, off the side imagine, of the road and hits a semi or something. I, right? I, I don't. Can, can you imagine all the? Oh, geez, what what word am I even looking for? All the working parts that would have to fall in the line for that to take place i mean i can barely stand dumbass drivers on the road as it is so i am not going to sit here and think that they're gonna just give people who can barely drive a vehicle on the road all of a sudden a, a license to take something in the air with all the power lines around all the buildings all of that and we're just i mean i just I can see it maybe happening, but probably not in my lifetime. That's how I feel about it. But hey, yeah, I, I never know. say there, never. There just there needs to be a lot more worked out as far as who's going to be operating these things. Um, well, who's gonna you know, who's gonna govern this? It's got to be the FAA, well, right? It's got to be the FAA, and and I don't know, man. I mean, it's I'm sure somebody probably has an idea too. Well, we'll do we'll do remote vehicle, you know. There's no way in hell I'm getting a vehicle. Well, there's some of these trailers. Some of these manufacturers are talking about using artificial intelligence um, instead of paying a pilot to ferry passengers around. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. not not my generation. Are you kidding? Well, yeah, and and they're talking about starting this in in, in 2023, and I mean, so there's. 
There's a company called Teal Group Airspace, and there's a consultant. His name is, uh, it's Richard. <laughs> Good luck. Abelafia. <laughs> he's, he's saying, yeah, these, this is like ridiculous. We're talking about a 2040 story here. If that even happens, how long does it take from a new aircraft for a new aircraft to go from concept to being operational? I mean, it's decades. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how are they going to introduce all these flying cars, all these different models? I mean, having having my pizza or my Amazon delivered by drone is is a stretch enough as it is. But to have these things ferrying people around, I I I don't see it happening. I don't know. What? Yeah. I I don't either. I it it it. I'll put it this way. It sounds like. It's like a nude beach. It sounds good until you get there. <laughs> and then a lot of cankles, a lot of misspelled tattoos. Thank you, Dennis Miller. Uh, we better get that in there. The best joke. Dennis Miller's last uh, um, uh, show, he, he said that, and Ryan and I died. We were listening to it at the same time. Oh, my God. That, is, that was the best joke. Oh, it was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so my take on the whole flying car thing is it's really cool that we might be moving towards that someday, but there is no way in hell this is going to happen in this decade or the next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, nope. this, I mean, there, there are too many hurdles that need to be cleared. There's too many advancements that need to be made. And in my my impression of a flying car is a vehicle that you can drive on the road just like you would anywhere else and then find a point where you can just take off. Yeah. yeah. And, and I just, there, well, first off, there's too many dipshits on the road for that to happen, in my yeah. opinion. So I don't know. I think, I think we <laughs> so, all agree it's probably not happening yep. soon. Not anytime yeah. soon. Yeah, um, not anytime soon. So. Yeah, so... Um, Oh, by the way, if you want to chime in on that, uh, go ahead and hit us up on Twitter at Ramcheck Global and uh, yeah, let us and know. Check out if... that Dennis Miller comedy special that he just released because it's really good. <laughs> we good. will. It's so good. It's so good. Definitely. Um, we might as well keep talking about Boeing because they had a, a couple cool things come up over the last week. Um, um, first of all, Boeing. Um, the uh, 747, the Queen of the Skies, just celebrated its 50th anniversary of its first flight, mm-hmm. um, wow. which is awesome. I mean, here here we are, you know, over 1,500 aircraft later, um, they're still building the 747. I mean, the cargo market loves the 7478. Oh yeah. Um, you know, it's it, it's it's crazy. I mean, they're not making. Um, many uh passenger versions right now just mm-hmm. because everybody's going for you know the twin engine triple sevens and the seven eight sevens and the a three fifties and you know and the a three thirties and you know which is understandable efficiency mm-hmm. wise but right. um yeah fifty years ago um and it's still going they still have a good backlog for the next like three four five years if I remember but I bet the 747 line just keeps going because it's really, honestly, the only, um, you know, reliable, you know, jumbo wide body um, aircraft that can carry the payload. That I mean, I know that there's, you know, the Russian AN-124 and the 225, but 
you know, they're not really making many of those anymore. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, well, but the 7478F is still going strong, but so that that's that's really a cool. Well, and four thing. and uh, and you know, there's a chance that you know in the next decade or so that the 747 could be the only four-engine passenger plane out there. The four-engine passenger I mean, because it, of you're, Airbus you're, and their news that right. uh, that they're shutting down the production line of the A380. That's right. Yeah, em- Emirates. Um, uh, converted a bunch of their orders for the A380s um, over to A350s and A330 NEOs, mm-hmm. um, which basically killed the A380 program. Right. Um, they've got 14 more aircraft they're going to take delivery of between now and 2021, and then Airbus is going to have to cancel um, the A380 program after that. Jeez, so right. that's big news, um, isn't it? That's huge. Yeah, it, it, it is big. I mean, because if you think about it, the A380 program hasn't been around 20 years. Mm-hmm. Right. And here we are 50 years later and they're still making the 747. Right. And um, and not to say over the next several decades, we're going to stop seeing A380s there because oh, they're going to fly for decades as yeah. well. But you're just not yeah, going to see any new others that. produced unless something happens, something big enough happens that would convince Airbus to, uh, you know, to restart the program. Which yeah. is, you know, probably not doubt, likely. Yeah, once they yeah. shut that down, I'm sure it's probably dead. Mm-hmm. But, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's, um, you know, it was a you know technological marvel. It was amazing what Airbus was to do. But I really think Airbus was probably a little bit too arrogant and probably a little bit too like, fu Boeing. We're going to build the biggest aircraft out right. there. Well, um, and and practically they, they they just. They just mid- misread the market is all. It's it's nothing beyond that. Well, it's, I think, yeah, and, and then that's exactly what I was going to say. Because I think what they did is they they envisioned um, the A380 having a much bigger market than what it really had. And there's definitely a niche for it, but it's a smaller niche. It's a super long haul um, double-decker aircraft in the sky yeah high density thank you you know so so it probably had you know in 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 very specific very few markets that it was probably economically practical um to operate it that's why emirates too many many oh yeah they they were the largest purchaser i mean they but by the end of 2021 there's they're well over a hundred something units you know Mm -hmm. they're Mm -hmm. all and I don't so know. I don't know, Lloyd. Yeah. The French are assholes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just kidding. Um, well, yeah, we Airbus, just Airbus alienated Airbus. We just alienated Dassault. <laughs> Airbus um, will be all right. I mean, <laughs> look how many of them you still see in in well, all the not, other aircraft not only they that, design. But they, their and, A three fifty program is really doing well. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the A three thirty NEO project mm-hmm. is going really well well even oh, yeah, the military so they sell a ton of a320 still right. and yeah and we don't got want a it. bunch of stuff going on they just you know the a380 it was just it was you know they were in all honesty they were probably about 10 to 15 years too late on the a3 Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably, and and you know, like I said, we uh, well, not like I said, I'm just saying this. Um, <laughs> it, er, we don't want to see any 
any aircraft uh, production company suffer anything like mm-hmm. that. It's just a little sad because it was a neat aircraft, but on the other hand, we know they'll be okay, and so it was I just mean, kind of yeah. a shock to hear that is all. They'll still be flying at the end of our lifetimes for sure. Right. You know, the yeah. A380s will. And, um, uh, you know, and then Airbus, of course, they have their military projects as well uh, that's going on. And you know what? I mean, it looked, it looked pretty bleak for the 747 there for a while. Uh, it looked like that that yeah. line was going to be shutting down pretty soon. And um, uh, yeah, fortunately, so that's not that, the case right now. Yeah. Boost shot in the arm uh, with all the cargo operators, you mm-hmm. know, ordering the 747. I mean, you, UPS ordered like 14 747s recently and that wow. really was awesome. Mm-hmm. Saved the line from closing down prematurely. Yep, absolutely. And uh, um, I wanted to add a note since we're talking about the 747 again. Um, so here in the United States, uh, those of you that follow the NBA, uh, they had the All-Star Weekend in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I thought it was really cool that part of that all that hoopla no pun intended, was um, they did a lot of aviation history and they celebrated the first flight, you know, with the Wright brothers in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. Um, so you guys are probably aware of this, but maybe some of our listeners weren't, that the 747 from nose to tail is actually longer than the length of the first flight from the Wright Flyer. <laughs> yeah, that's. So I did not know that. That's actually kind of funny <laughs> to put that into perspective for everybody. Well, and, so. and, and if you think of that, just the technological advancement between when the Wright Flyers back in 1903 flew the Wright Flyer aircraft mm-hmm. um, to when the 747 first took off. I mean, what, like 60 years? Yeah, it seven? wasn't even a century. It, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's it's, it's just nuts and. I mean, and then you look what we have. I mean, we went to the moon for crying out loud within right. 70 years of the Wright Flyer. Well, and so, now with commercial it, space flight uh, becoming a reality, uh, I know that we're going to launch uh, pretty soon. I know that SpaceX, is, it, SpaceX excuse me, is uh, uh, testing another one of their um, rockets. Falcon rockets. Yeah, exactly. With, with, yeah, with the manned version of the Dragon. Right. Uh, spacecraft exactly yeah, so Bo- man Boeing, will be back Boeing in space their, again um, their um starliner too that they're testing that's mm-hmm. also going to be part of the crewed right um program for nasa to, to you know fly and uh, bring back astronauts tuned from the international space station and have you guys seen spacex's uh manned um, uh, rocket or their lander that they're proposing for, you know, either the moon or Mars. It looks like something yeah. straight out of Flash Gordon. Have oh, you seen it's that? Really sweet. It's, yeah, they they um they used to call it the BFR, the the Big Falcon rocket, and mm-hmm. um, gosh, I, they they renamed it recently, yes. and I forgot. It's. Do you guys remember what it is? I, what they I renamed can't remember. It? I can't remember. I know right. talking about it up. Yeah, but, uh, but, but but anyway, yeah, it's designed to fly to Mars. I mean, it's right. it's crazy, and they're already starting to do mock-ups of it. Um, they're going to start doing testing of it. They they've got a new engine they're going to use for it. I mean, it's it's. I mean, what mm-hmm. SpaceX has been able to do, um, you know, with technology and and you know being able to bring back their the rocket cores and land them on drone ships out in the ocean and well and it just shows you pads back and forth 
It just shows you what privatizing this sector has done for um, for the technology. Because, you know, with, with the NASA space program, yeah, they had their contractors that built these different vehicles, but... But now with, you know, your different your different competitors out there, look how quickly this stuff is advancing. And it's it's all, you know, down to competition, you know. Well, if NASA's not going to agree, we're just going to go ourselves. And so it's funny because NASA kind of had to jump on board with all these other private enterprises um, because if NASA was trying to do it by itself, I, I guarantee we wouldn't be having conversations like this right now. No, we wouldn't because, I mean, NASA's been working on a replacement rocket space transportation system ever since they, uh, actually before they retired the space shuttle. Yeah, before. And and they're still working on it. And Mm -hmm. so it's, I mean, you look at what it's cost and and how many years, and I mean, it's going to be cool to see what NASA has because they're working on, you know, a deep space rocket and all this stuff. Right. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's crazy what the private sector has been able to do in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And going back to technological, technological, oh my gosh, <laughs> going back to advances in technology. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited to see that there's, uh, there's a renowned uh, interest in uh, really pushing passenger supersonic travel as well. Um, (laughs) You know, Boeing's working on that. There's a few private industries or private companies. There's one out of Colorado that's working on a smaller supersonic transport. Um, So I'm excited to see that happen again. And really the biggest hurdle other than fuel efficiency is just, you know, eliminating or reducing the effect of the sonic boom. I mean, yeah, and uh, yeah, you know, the NASA actually has an uh, X plane they're working on that's going to fly soon. Mm-hmm. That's designed to, to you know, to help reduce sonic booms and 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 to see what kind of aerodynamic designs they can employ on an aircraft to lower, you know, supersonic, uh, you know, the effects of supersonic booms and and um, you know, you had mentioned, you know, that. Boeing, you know, is actually working with the company. Um, um, it's um, they actually partnered with a company called um, Arian, which is a Reno, Nevada-based company. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're working on supersonic aircraft. Um, Boeing actually made a significant, um, a huge, significant investment. Um, they're going to provide financial engineering and industrial resources to this company. I mean, when you get a company like Boeing behind you, I mean, for crying out loud, this this uh, aircraft just got to be cool. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm I'm excited. It's it's going to be an interesting uh, few years, uh, interesting decade for air travel, aviation, space travel, and uh, and the like. So one more thing I wanted to cover, since we're talking about the uh, the queen of the skies, the Boeing 747, um, mm-hmm. you, uh, you pointed out that uh, that new livery that uh, British Airways, or I shouldn't say new livery, I should say retro <laughs> livery. The retro, that's right. Yeah. That's a sexy looking paint job, if I must say myself. Oh, it it really looks good. It it um, actually last night when it departed the paint factory in Dublin, um, 
we posted a screenshot of it on you know flight radar 24 mm -hmm. it was heading to london and um yeah it is a sexy retro it has the old retro uh, uh boac lip it's so awesome it's mm -hmm. so good you know and the funny thing is i was thinking about this too and you got to think that you know airbus it, it, you know the uk is part of airbus you know it's, it's a consortium uh -huh. of Con mm -hmm. uh, countries over there in Europe, but you just gotta, you know, say, you know, the 747 just, you know, celebrated its 50th anniversary. British Airways paints one of their, you know, sexiest retro designs, but they had to cancel the A380 program. <laughs> I mean, I'm I sure Airbus was like, oh, for God's sakes, what else can you do to make it's almost this black eye worse? I was going to say, it's almost like a black eye and a slap in the face on the same yeah, date. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, that's too um, bad. It but, is. Um, but yeah, I mean, British Airways did it for, um, I guess... Because what they've been flying for like a hundred years or something like that. They've been flying for a long time. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, the hundredth anniversary of the airline's operations in the UK. Wow. Isn't that crazy? A hundred wow. years. Hundred years. Yeah, that's that's incredible, actually. Yeah, 1919 is when they started operations. Wow, <laughs> that's a crazy story. A long time ago. So. Um, and then we all we also wanted to give a shout out to uh, uh, okay so do you remember a few episodes back when we started ragging on Hollywood because they don't they just don't get anything right when it comes to aviation oh, oh yeah. yeah 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 so I think the three of us can agree that we finally saw a movie that isn't even about aviation that actually got it right which uh, oh yeah yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, that's right. <laughs> well, speaking of Queen of the Sky, right. there you go. Ayo. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Maybe he got the name of Freddie Mercury. Maybe he got the name Queen while he was doing bags under that's the right. Queens of the Sky. That's right. And you posted the picture of good old Freddie Mercury as one of the OG ramp guys. That's right. That's right. He was he was a ramper before he uh, joined Queen or you know helped form Queen. But yeah, you're right though, Tony. I mean, they did get that right. They the 747 they show landing as an old you know 100 right. or 200 yeah, the model, time period right. was correct. Which was good. The, well, the, and the, the, the tridents, the the and, Hawker yeah. Sidley tridents, yeah. uh, trident yeah. aircraft were in the background. Um, I think that they were actually working beneath a seven thirty seven. Um, no, I think it was a seven forty seven, dude. It was big. Was it? Was it? I'll yeah, have to I'll look at it again. It's, again. it's it's yeah. yeah it's been a while since I've seen that again. part. It was it was big. I'm pretty sure it was a seven four seven. We got because no, you look at the landing gear and the tail and. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's yeah, we got no problem watching anyway. that that one again. Uh, it's it was it. kind of Aaron and I when we were traveling the six hour drive to Vegas. We just were jamming out to good old Queen. Yeah. Oh man, I th this is such a good band, and man, you just can't beat Freddie Mercury too. I mean, <laughs> he was doing what he wanted to do, and he was just <laughs> pretty his much shit, man. And, Yes, and, like, he was. It was just awesome. Yeah, he, yeah. I mean, they're all talented, but he made that band, and he just the crazy thing is, you listen to the greatest hits, and these songs come up, and you're like, oh yeah, I know this, and I'm singing it word for word, 
remembering it from when I was a kid, but when I was young, I yeah. didn't realize it was Queen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously, yeah. they have the ones that everybody knows, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, that's how, it, you know, when a band is really good, just when you can sing their songs and you don't even realize it was them until you're older. Right. So, yeah, that was kind of cool. Well, and you guys know in my background in broadcasting and radio, um, right. I've seen many 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 bands live and queen was one of them i never got to see live now i'd I'd be so mad right because that that would have been so well and the thing is is i liked queen and i listened to him on the radio and i played a few songs in fact i was probably uh one of the first djs in utah to play radio gaga um, because i i i remember and it's funny because i had forgotten about that song but in the the movie uh at the end while they're performing that during live aid i remember pulling the 45 you guys remember what a 45 is oh yeah final baby yep a 45 and uh and playing that on a radio station that i was at in park city utah uh when i was a teenager and and it was just cool yeah it was really cool didn't you watch that original Live Aid performance, and I watched. I watched all of Live Aid uh, way back when, uh, and I watched That's it cool. as live as I could. I wish uh, I yeah. could, yeah, but I was I was five. Yeah, <laughs> I was probably more I mean, worried about knows, my drawings in kindergarten. Maybe we saw some of it, but we just didn't understand. Yeah, what, what just it was didn't recall. I was pretty young too. Well, I'll tell you yeah. what. I and and again, I'll admit this. I liked Queen, but I wasn't like a big fan. And I did not, I had no clue of the significance of that performance uh, when it oh, happened. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, here's another thing about Queen. I know this is the Ramp Check podcast, but, you know, we got a little sidetrack. <laughs> shout outs to um, So we're recording this on, uh, well, President's Day here in the United States, Monday, February 18th, 2019. Uh, The following Sunday, coming up here in just a few days, uh, during the Oscars, uh, Queen um, with uh, Adam Lambert. So Mm -hmm. you remember Queen, the... um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're, you know, the... The drummer and Roger yeah, Taylor yeah, Brian and, May. and, and yeah. Brian May. And the original guitarist, Brian, yeah, right. Brian May. And, 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 and then um, Adam Lambert, who was on the TV show American Idol um, several years ago, uh, he actually teamed up with them. Well, anyway, they're performing live at the Academy Awards. It'll be on next week. So I am not a fan of award shows. But I may end up tuning in just to check out yeah, that I'll performance. Just tune in I think just a lot of people that, will as well. And everything else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? I know. I know. Yeah, that'll be cool. It's it's cool yeah. that you know they've been able to kind of travel a little bit with having some guest vocals and. I would imagine their show, they have a pretty cool tribute, Freddie Mercury. Right. Well, and I also read that they are going to tour together as well. So this might yeah. be our chance to actually see Queen live. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. So some of you may be wondering why we haven't mentioned the aircraft challenge. Well, I'm going to tell you why. (laughs) 
because we just didn't finish it up this week. Um, we we have some special plans for the final four, and uh, we just haven't been able to get those uh, to materialize yet. So we figured uh, we didn't want to keep waiting and waiting and not get a podcast. So we got this podcast out there. Uh, we're still working on. Uh, we can't make an announcement yet because it's not official, but we're still working on putting the finishing touches on the aircraft challenge. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. So, uh, anything else you want to touch on, Aaron? No, I, th- I think that's that's pretty good. Okay. What about you, Ryan? No, everything we've done and experienced, we've talked about. It's great podcast. Good to be back again, and can't wait for our next one. All right, Ryan. And since you, um, how about you just tell us how to contact you on social media? <laughs> Jesus, brother, you need to uh, draw a blank. Get your Ron Burgundy warm ups before <laughs> next time, all right? Um, <laughs> I wish the flamethrower was denied a bank loan. Oh, no, the human torch. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> What's your name? Lanolin? Like sheep's wool? Um, <laughs> you can find me at Rum Follow Me. And as always, don't forget to check us out at, at Ramcheck Global. Um, make sure you check out a lot of the new photos on there. Been getting a lot of comments on those. And while we're recording this podcast, we're even getting some, not that anyone's listening because we're not live, but we're getting some comments about some of the photos and people sending us, um, people's actually sending us things. And let me just hurry and mention one so we can move on. Tagging us too. Yeah. Yeah. Tagging us. And that's what we love and that's what we appreciate. So if you guys could, Please keep that up. We would love it. Um, it was from uh, oh, it's it's he joined our one of our live videos. Um, he goes by the name The Creep, spelled with a K. Um, he meant it, he mentioned us um, in a beautiful sunrise pic. One where he's uh, looks like he's towing an aircraft. Looks like a seven thirty seven says get off my ass kind of funny but we appreciate that uh take some pictures post us post them to it we'll share them and we'll have a good time with it so um we we love the interaction definitely and thank you for tuning into our live videos um as we get more opportunities to be out there more air shows we'll definitely be on instagram live so keep an eye for that uh aaron where can we find you on the social medias yeah so i'm on Instagram mainly. Uh, that's at Aaron Rumfollow. Um, but also you can find me, you know, on our Instagram at Ramcheck Global. That's where I post most of my aviation photos and all the aviation news. But yeah, um, um, tag us in your photos. Um, use a hashtag uh, Ramcheck Global, hashtag the Ramcheck Podcast, you know, hashtag RCG Rampswag. Um, We've got some stickers. We've got a bunch of shirts that we're actually going to have printed um, that we're working on now. We've got, you know, hats. Um, um, you know, we started giving giving out some of this stuff to people that we've been meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, you want a sticker, you want something, you know, give us a shout-out. Um, and, uh, you know, we just randomly send out things as a thank you for being yep. a part of the, the Ramp Check Global um, community. I mean, we, we, we want to build this, you know, um, you know, massive aviation community of followers and, uh, you know, 
we, we love bringing you content and we have more stuff working definitely and, uh, yeah we just you know come on board that's Do right this. tony your turn keep using the uh the hashtag ramp swag as well so Definitely. yeah rcg I, ramp. that's what i meant rcg, RCG ramp, ramp swag. swag sorry uh you can find me on instagram at t rum follow t-r-u-m like mike x like fox a l l o um and then of course i'm also posting on the at ramp check global uh instagram and twitter feeds um and uh make sure that uh if you're listening to this on itunes make sure you subscribe and share uh rate us uh, once again and using the hashtag rcg ramp swag and um uh, you can also find us on soundcloud and uh, Google Podcasts. So thanks again for listening to the Ram Check Podcast. Uh, once again, share, rate, subscribe. And uh, Ryan, take us home. Good to be back. Thanks for listening. Good day.